0: In Him life. If we obey. Well,
1: good morning, friends. I am coming to you from a different place today, and uh, we're going to see if this works. I have Don prepared that if we have technical issues, let me know. I am uh, remote today, and it out. not that you all need to know that. Uh, but anyway, Ephesians chapter one, here we go. Ephesians chapter one, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God, our father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now this sounds really familiar to and very, really familiar and very similar to what we shared before and only maybe a week and a half ago, as we started the study of Colossians. Now we are into the book of Ephesians, and uh, Paul, often in his greetings, it will sound very familiar, very similar to what you're hearing here. Uh, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, identifying who he is. Paul is the one that's writing, uh, identifying uh, what he is, who he is is Paul, what he is is an apostle, how he is is by the way I should have corrected that issue. Uh, again, working kind of remotely with a little bit different system this morning than usual. So uh, anyway, back to what I was saying. We have uh, each are called to something. I, I met with a young man yesterday and I said, look, you might not be called to, to stand on a stage. You might not be called to um, Open up God's word and teach people, but you're called to something. And when when we as Christians don't find our place of service, that's when we can begin to feel stagnant. Uh, that's when we can begin to feel even sour when we don't have our place of service. Uh, for some people, it might be uh, pots and pans. I mean, that might be your area of service. and And if that is where God has called you and what God has called you to do, then. Then you should work at that with with all your fervor as serving the Lord to serve the Lord um, in whatever calling, whatever gifting He has given you. You might say, "Yeah, but I I I just make coffee." Don't you ever dare think about coffee as just coffee? I mean, we're talking coffee here, sister. It is critical. It's important. It helps. It helps the, the comfort level. It helps people feel uh, at home. It helps people feel welcome. It, it, that cup of coffee in someone's hand can be kind of a little bit disarming. So you might say, well, I just make coffee. No, you don't just make coffee. Listen, on God's scale from one to 10, 10 being the highest, if you're doing what God wants you to do, making coffee, you rank a 10. And I will tell you that within the body of Christ, we might think, well, there's there are some gifts that are more important than other gifts. Every gift is critical. The gift of of people who do dishes is critical. The people who make meals is critical. Uh, the people who teach classes, it's critical. The people who who take care of our finances, it's critical. The people who do so many different things, it is it is all critical. The people who cut the grass, it's critical. The people who plant the flowers, that's critical. The, the people who help with all the tech stuff, that's critical. It is all critical. And I just, I, I want to encourage you with whatever you do. You might say, well, I just stand at the door and greet people. Do you know how huge that is? I mean, that's huge. If I can put it that way, it's just huge that that you stand at the door and make people feel welcome or the top of the stairs or or something like that. It's also very, very, very important to do. And uh, I, I just want you to know that you rank so highly when you do the very things that God wants you to do. Now, you might not know what that is, uh, you might say, well, I'm not sure what God's called me to do. Well, can I suggest if there's something, a, a need that you step in and try to, to fill it, you might say, well, I, I don't know that I'm adequately prepared to do that. Well, this is where you trust God. Uh, and sometimes you'll step into things and go, uh, that's not my thing. Sometimes other people will tell you that's not your thing. No, you're not a good cook. Uh, no, you, you don't really teach very well. Uh, no, you, uh, uh, you're you not a very good builder. Sometimes people will tell you that. We need to be honest with ourselves and not do things that we're not good at. But the other thing I want to suggest to you is that if you will serve the Lord um in, in some capacity, if you make service your thing, finding a place to serve, not just sitting in the pew, but but figure out how to serve the kingdom. It doesn't have to be in the walls of the church, but to, to serve the kingdom, uh, you will be fulfilled and you will no longer be stagnant most often. Now, sometimes there are frustrations and things that can happen in ministry, that is certainly true. All this coming from what we just read here, where it says, Paul, an apostle, of Christ Jesus by the will of God. We we kind of delineated apostleship before. Uh, we talked about apostleship being something that uh, uh, there are different ways of defining and describing apostleship. Now, for those of you that have been a part of my morning broadcast, I would ask you, can you remember what some of those definitions were? That's a little test. I met with this young man yesterday and asked a question and uh, you know, I need to text him this morning and say, now, the question I asked you yesterday, I want you to be able to answer when we meet next week. <coughs> Excuse me, I swallowed wrong. Um, what about being an apostle? <coughs> <coughs> Some would say apostles, it's all about Miracles. Some would say being an apostle is <clears throat> some kind of a superpowered Christian. <clears throat> Can I suggest to you that being an apostle might be a person who uh, expands the kingdom of God? That might be a more modern definition. Some would say apostles were were only people. The strict definition uh, were, were people who were physically with Jesus, and if you weren't physically with Jesus, then there's no way you could be an apostle. That is a very strict definition, and yet. <clears throat> In Ephesians chapter four, we're going to find that Paul talks about a five-fold gifting, and apostleship is listed in the definition of an apostle being one who has a heart for the whole church and a heart for the expansion of the kingdom of God through through the church through the church through church planting and things like that. That in our day may be one who defines is defined as an apostle. I think of people in the state of Maine. Uh, currently people like um, Rick Francis. You you may not know Rick Francis, but some would consider him an apostle, and he had a lot of influence in a lot of churches uh, from lots of different uh, ilks and backgrounds and, and denominations uh, in the state of Maine um, because of the type of ministry he had. Uh, others, I have a pastor to myself. His name is Sam Huggard. He is like an apostle to uh, 65, 70 churches and helps them plant churches and things like that. And in that sense, perhaps uh, Sam is an apostle in the modern sense, not the sense of one who does miracles. Uh, I, I, I'm not a miracle doer. Uh, it, it's not a gifting that God has given to me. A few times I've prayed for people and they've got, they've been healed. Uh, and a few times I prayed for people and worse has happened because that was God's will. Um, and if we think that apostleship in the apostolic church, which is a new movement of church today, uh, oftentimes uh, the thought is, um, you know, the, the, these are going to be like your, your bishops and they'll be the people who do the miracles. They'll be the people who have the final say, and they'll be the people who, uh, uh, and that's the apostolic movement. The apostolic church says there will always be miracles. Uh, I I deny that. Uh, I, I don't think that, God necessarily works in that way uh, today. They're always looking for those types of things. Uh, I am more of the ilk, always looking for what is God going to teach us? What is God going to teach us through his word? What is God going to teach us in our spirit, in our being, uh, through other believers? And uh, we we have the word of God. And, and, uh, you know, a lot of times we'll run around looking for something more when God has already given us so very much uh, right here in his word. So, Paul, an apostle uh, of Christ Jesus, it talks about who he represents, and and for us, for you and I to remember that that all of us, apostle or not, dishwasher or not, cook or not, uh, worship team member or not, a Sunday school teacher or not, if you wear the label Christian, you are Someone representing Jesus Christ, an apostle of Jesus Christ, a teacher, a pastor for Jesus Christ, a uh, and put, put your area of service in there, a, a kids worker for Jesus Christ, a missionary for Jesus Christ, a kids program, uh, a, a kids feeding program, a missionary, a uh, through Jesus Christ. And then it says also one last thing here by the will of God for us to think about what is God's will for your life. What has God wired you to do and, and do you do it? Uh, if you have the opportunity to, to use your giftings in a full-time capacity, I would encourage you to use those giftings in a full-time capacity. Now, not everybody has that prerogative, but some do. And, uh, but by the will of God. Friends, the best place to be is in the will of God. If it's a, if you were a dishwasher and that's God's will for you, that is the best place to be. You will experience more joy, you'll experience more fulfillment being in that place. If you are a, a tech person helping keep the pastor online and keep two microphones off, like, uh, like our friend, Brother Don here, um, who's now kind of helping to manage what I do a little bit, um, probably a great bit actually, I mean, by the will of God, serve as you can serve. And then the passage continues and says this. It says, uh, to the saints in Ephesus. I think we talked about this before. Do you realize that you are a saint? Being a saint isn't like being Mother Teresa or something like that. that. That isn't what it means to be a saint. To be a saint means to be a follower of Christ. Saint is hagias, saint is holy, You are made holy by Christ. You are not made holy by self. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't have aspects of application that we need to make and uh, practice our faith and discipline ourselves in our faith. We do need to practice and discipline ourselves uh, in our faith. Uh, But all of us, when you become a believer in Christ, in that moment, you become one who is a saint, now, you might be looking across the dining room table at your spouse and going, "You ain't no saint. you know But the fact is, if, if they're a Christian, they they're made a saint by Jesus. We're not made saints by popes and cardinals. We're not made saints by priests. We're made saints by Jesus and to you who are a saint. And then the last thing that, that Paul says here is he says, the faithful in Christ Jesus, that you would be faithful in Christ that you would um, live for Christ, that you would every day get up and say, I want to know you, Lord. I want to walk with you. I want to hear you. I want to worship you. Uh, Yesterday, we were driving and uh, had a YouTube video on. I think it was about puppies. And then the next video that popped up was, uh, I think it was like Alan Jackson hymns. And it was like two hours of Alan Jackson doing hymns. And we sang for almost two hours last night. Um, You know, learning how to have Jesus with you uh, as you're doing contracts, learning how to have Jesus with you as you're going grocery shopping, learning how to have Jesus with you as you're cutting the grass, learning how to have Jesus uh, with you as you are taking the dog for a walk, learning how to have Jesus, the faithful in Christ. There are things that make us faithful, some of the things that make us faithful in Christ include what we're doing this morning, opening up God's Word together and sharing God's Word together that helps us to be faithful, faithful in worship, faithful in serving, faithful in evangelizing, uh, faithful in loving, faithful in giving. Uh, there, you, you could fill in the blank. We, we If we had a whiteboard that we could write on, what are some of the areas that that people show themselves faithful in Christ. And for you to ask yourself, how am I faithful in Christ? To be faithful in Christ to me. These verses are written as though it is fact. Fact that you are a saint. Fact that that, that, that you're faithful, or as Paul was writing, fact that the people in Ephesus were saints. Fact that that they were faithful in Christ. And then he says these words, He says, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace come from God. Today, do you need peace? Do you need grace? Grace can be God's strength to help you in your time of need. Do you need his strength today? He'll give it. Do you need his peace today? We're told to bring all of our anxiety, all our cares, all of our fears, all of our worries, and cast them upon him because he cares for us. So I, I just want to encourage you that God offers you grace today. God offers you peace today. You can hold on to that grace. You can hold on to that peace. And it comes from God and it comes from the Lord Jesus. He gives us all of these things. Now, one more verse, we did talk about this verse a little bit in the intro yesterday, and this is one of the verses that I believe that you need to know, verse three, where it says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I mean, to give praise to God. Uh, how many of us find it easy to to complain how many of us find it easy to you know whine about things but, but really if we could learn how to if we could learn how to give praise to god it's easy to want to complain uh, i had something happen yesterday and i in in my being it's like i want to complain i want to fight i want to but you know what to give god praise to give god thanks Uh, even when there are some negative circumstances that might happen uh, in our lives that we can give God thanks and that we can give God praise. So praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And notice to whom it goes. We're not just talking some uh, object. Uh, We're not just talking some some uh, emanation. We are talking the God of all creation. We have, we're talking the God who made and sustains all things. That is what we are talking about. That type of God who who loves us. That type of God who cares for us. Uh, that type of God um, who who has blessed us. We're talking a God that has power. We're all power. He's all powerful. We're talking about a God that's all knowing. We're talking about a God that's all-loving. We talk about a God that is always present with us. Praise be to God. I mean, just who God is in his character, in his nature, is enough for us to be able to to find praise on our lips rather than pouting and stomping and crying and whining and complaining and and the things that we do tend to do. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, And then it goes on and says these words, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with some spiritual blessings. Now, I I just did that yesterday, didn't I? I said that very phrase. We miss out on the the truth of the scriptures here, that he has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I mean, we have all we need through Christ in that way. now, it says in the heavenly realms. Uh, it might not be in the earthly realms. You might say, well, I'm not blessed with, and, and some, oftentimes we turn our blessings to the thoughts of material things. Well, I'm not blessed with a new house or I'm not blessed with a new car or I'm not blessed with, uh, you know, those, those brilliant, great looks that some people have. And some of us look at other people and go, I wish I looked like them. I wish I was skinny like them or I wish I was tall like them or I wish that I had hair like them or... I wish that you know I, I could dress like they dress, or I wish that my fill-in-the-blank. There's so many things that we look at uh, on the earthly side of things, but when we remember our inheritance and we're, when we remember that in the heavenly realms we're blessed with everything in Christ, that can change our perspective, that can change our outlook, that can change our attitude. It can. It, it can change us when we begin to praise God and to thank God and to think of all that God has given to us in Christ. We are blessed in the heavenly realms and and, and circle, underline, highlight, write in the margin, put an arrow there, every spiritual blessing in Christ. It is all there, all we need in Christ. So that's why we make much of Christ. That's why we worship him That's why we look to him. That's why we pray to him. That's why we love him. That's why we serve him. uh, Because he has given us so much. You know, when we breathe our earthly last, we will be instantaneously uh, transponded into the presence of Christ. Uh, We'll be momentarily transfixed in his presence where there is no sorrow where there is no suffering where there is no pain where there is none of those things how blessed you and I are in Christ we have been given so very 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 much in Christ now i mentioned i'm not going to i'm not going to broadcast i've decided not to broadcast friday and monday because i'm concerned about internet quality I'm pretty fortunate so far this morning, but I'm not sure about what I'm going to find the next two stops that I'm going to be. Uh, and rather than leave you wondering, let me give you let, me let you linger. But here's what I want you to do. I want to give you an assignment if you'll take it. Now, this recording will not blow up after I'm done. This isn't like Mission Impossible. This is Mission Very Possible. I want to encourage you to uh, tomorrow instead of listening to my voice to get up at the same time to get out your giant print Bible, that's what I use. Uh, maybe you don't use a giant print Bible, maybe you use a Kindle. I don't know what you use. maybe you use a regular print Bible. that the size of the prints are relevant, but I want you to get out your Bible. Uh, and, and I want you to read through the entirety of Ephesians chapter one at least once. Now that will take you like three to five minutes. It's not very long. I would encourage you then to read through it a second time and ask yourself, what are the things that are really standing out? What are the questions that I have? Uh, Maybe even next week on Tuesday, you would come prepared with questions uh, that you might have. I was reading in Ephesians chapter one and I came across this word. What do you think of this? I I, I wanna push you. This is called daily discipleship. Not, Not just daily Bible study, but daily discipleship. So part of the discipleship challenge is for you on Friday and perhaps again on Monday to read the entirety of Ephesians chapter one. Uh, And you might even opt to, I mean, here are questions. What what has God done? What has God done for me? Um, Those are a few questions. You might ask yourself the question, who is Christ? Uh, What does it say about Christ? You might ask yourself the question, what does it say about Christ? who I am in Christ. In fact, let me put this up here. You can see it uh, in verse four. It says, for he chose us in him. I have shared with you before that I think one of the most um, liberating, life-giving studies you can do is the in him study, where you go through the text of scripture and you're And get a notebook. I believe notebooks are very powerful tools in our spiritual development. And a pen. Don't just leave it blank, but get a pen out. And you write down every verse that says in him. Then you write down what does it say about being in him. If you write out the verse, it's going to help you to get God's word into your life. If you write out the address, it might help you remember what the address is. Then if you write out the application, this is what it means to me. I tell you you might even give up listening to me because you will find that that type of Bible study is so enriching. And if that's if that's the case, hallelujah. If that's the case, praise God. I, I thank God for that. So tomorrow, I encourage you, get up same time. And uh, if you want to text somebody else or you want to message somebody else that's regularly a part of our morning group, just to say, are you doing this? Have some accountability. Encourage each other in that way. But I encourage you, God's word, a Bible, a pen, the Holy Spirit as your teacher, and spend Friday and Monday mornings looking at God's Word all on your own. Who knows? Maybe some of you would would have a lot to offer and say, yeah, I want to come to your office and be part of the broadcast because I learned so much. Well, friends, that's it for me for today. It's a little early. It's only been a half hour, uh, but I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you get into your day and um, Uh, We're traveling again. uh, I will be back on Tuesday, and uh, I will see you then. Have a great day, everybody.